Welcome to our worship from Seal Church as we mourn the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth and we pray for the royal family in their grief and for our new King Charles III as he begins his reign. The hymn which ends our service, as usual, is sung by the choristers of St Martin in the Fields. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Merciful Father and Lord of all life, we praise you that we are made in your image and reflect your truth and light. We thank you for the life of our late Sovereign Lady Queen Elizabeth, for the love she received from you and showed among us. Above all, we rejoice at your gracious promise to all your servants, living and departed, that we shall rise again at the coming of Christ. And we ask that in due time we may share with your servant Elizabeth that clearer vision promised to us in the same Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Our first reading is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 1, and then reading from verse 6. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. The Gospel reading today is from Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, 
there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbours, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Comfort, O oh comfort my people, says your God. In these last few days, I've been very aware of how much we all need comfort at the moment. To comfort ourselves, to comfort one another. We need to be gentle at this time. Of course, it's the late Queen's family whose grief is paramount and greatest, just as it would be for any family who are bereaved. But this is a bereavement which touches us all. I've been doing a lot of listening since Thursday, listening to people's stories about the Queen, their memories of her reign, and in some cases of the reign of her father and even grandfather too. But I've also been listening to stories of people's own bereavements and sorrows, triggered by this very public death. Bereavement is always complicated. Nearly 30 years of taking funerals has made that obvious to me. Every situation is different, every person is different. Our feelings may change from day to day, hour to hour, even minute to minute. And that's just as true for this national bereavement. Everyone's affected, but each of us feels this death differently and needs to grieve in our own way at our own pace. Over the last couple of days, I've been thinking very hard about what we might need to change for our worship today, in church and on the podcast, the readings, the prayers, the music and so on. There are guidelines from the Church of England nationally, but there aren't any hard and fast rules, and that's quite right. One of the decisions that I pondered was whether to include the national anthem in today's services. The new one, of course, God Save Our Gracious King. But whichever way I approached it, somehow it felt too soon to me. Now I know that the moment the Queen died, Charles became King. That's the fact. But facts are one thing and feelings are another. And it felt to me as if we needed a chance to say goodbye before we can say hello, whatever the constitutional position is. That's why I've decided to leave that for another week to allow this Sunday to be a moment to acknowledge what, and most importantly, who we've lost, before we look to the future and the new things that are coming. Losing and lostness loom large in today's Gospel reading. That was one thing I knew I wouldn't have to change. Jesus tells stories about a lost sheep and a lost coin, and how those who lost them felt. The word bereavement literally means to have something torn away, riven from us. When someone precious to us dies, we soon realise that a piece of the landscape of our lives is now missing. We notice the empty chair, the silence where there should be a voice, 
the shoes that still hold the shape of the feet that once wore them. We lose people in the present and the future when they die, of course. They're not here now any longer. They won't be here tomorrow. But we can also find that we've lost their past as well. We realise there are questions we never asked and that we'll never know the answers to now, knowledge that's vanished with them. And though time may soften the sharp edges of grief, the gap can never be filled. And when someone dies, it's often not just them who we feel we've lost. There can also be a sense that we've lost ourselves too, at least for a while. We lose our role in their lives, our identity in relation to them, the things we used to do for them and with them. They don't need our help anymore. That can be hard to take. In the case of the Queen's death, there's a sense of a whole era slipping away out of our grasp. We don't even quite know what to call ourselves now. A week ago we were Elizabethans. But who are we now? The jury seems to be out on whether we're Carolines, Carolians, Carolingians. Time will tell, though I do hope we won't just be Charlies. You don't know what you've got till it's gone, they say, and it's true. Often we only realise how much something or someone matters to us when we've lost them. As I said earlier, lostness is fundamental to the parables that Jesus tells. A lost sheep, a lost coin. But it's only the starting point of those stories. And it's what happens next which really matters in them. As the shepherd tirelessly searches for and finds his sheep, and the woman turns her house upside down until she discovers where that lost coin had run, rolled away to. And both of them celebrate joyfully when they find them. Why do they search so diligently? Well, it's because that sheep and that coin are of such great value to them that they know they can't afford to write them off. We don't search like that for things which don't matter to us or are easily replaced. I have lots of pairs of cheap reading glasses because I know I'll never be able to remember where I left them. So I just have to trust that one or another pair will come to hand when I need them. But that one sheep matters to the shepherd. It's unique. He's even prepared to leave the others in the wilderness so he can go after it. And the coin the woman lost was probably part of her dowry, the money she brought into her marriage, which was the only thing that she owned independently. It was often a safety net to be kept in case her husband died or abandoned her. Which of you wouldn't do the same for something that really mattered to you? asked Jesus. The context of this story is that he's being attacked by the Pharisees, religious experts who considered themselves to be the in-group, the favoured ones. They disapproved of the time and energy he was giving to tax collectors and sinners, marginalised people who were often written off or simply not noticed at all. Jesus reminds his critics what it feels like to love and to treasure something or someone. 
Think of something or someone you'd go to the ends of the earth to find, he's saying. Well, that's how God feels about these people you despise, the people I'm spending time with. Because that's how God feels about everyone. These people are of infinite value to him, just as you are, he says to the Pharisees. Ours is a God, Jesus is saying, to whom nothing and no one is lost or losable. Ours is a God who holds together everything in heaven and on earth, saints and sinners, monarchs and commoners, the past, the present and the future, the things we knew were important and the things we didn't give a second thought to until they were taken away from us. Ours is a God who will go to the ends of the earth to rescue us, whoever we are, who will feed his flock like a shepherd, gather the lambs in his arms and gently lead the mother sheep, who will recognise our need and come to us where we are and lead us home. As we say goodbye to a much-loved monarch, letting her go into the arms of the God she served, and who inspired her service to us over her 70-year reign, we recognise that we're also saying goodbye to a whole era. We may be painfully aware of what we've lost, and we may feel lost ourselves sometimes, but we're not lost to God any more than our late Queen is. The God who found her and held her throughout her reign and who now holds her in the life and joy of heaven, also finds and holds us wherever we are, wherever we wander. And that's the comfort we really need. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name for all that you have given us in and through the life of your servant, Queen Elizabeth. We give you thanks for her love of family and her gift of friendship, for her devotion to this nation and the nations of the Commonwealth, for her grace, dignity and courtesy, and for her generosity and love of life. We praise you for the courage she showed in testing times, the depth of her Christian faith and the witness she bore to it in word and deed. We pray for our Sovereign Lord the King and all the royal family that you might reassure them of your continuing love and lift them from the depths of grief into the peace and light of your presence. Amen. And so as we bring our prayers to God, we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, 
Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.